I think I'm going to fix the the periscope. There it is. All right, I'll go. I'll do it this way. Um. So I'm doing the program live Monday through Friday at noon uh, Eastern Standard Time, and um, I'm looking forward to. Um, Building an audience. I'm a, I'm a veteran radio talk show host, and um, I'm just uh, I'm thrilled to, for the opportunity to do my own program and um, and get get down with uh, developing a, a, a listenership. Uh, the program will be live on on Facebook. I will be having guests on a split screen. I'm really looking forward to that. It's also live on Periscope, and I archive it on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. And um, it goes out on my blog, and I'm just, you know, I'm kind of old school, but I'm learning all these new technologies. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing stuff, and it's it's all great uh, to, to be able to do this. Anybody can be a talk show host now. It's a great thing. It's the great soapbox of uh, of, of colonial times brought up to the world, of the technological age. Anyway, I'll just comment briefly on on issues here. Last night, I'm out driving my Uber, taking passengers, which I love to do and which is paying my bills. And um, I'm listening in the, in the between rides, I'm listening to so-called progressive radio, liberal radio, that being MSNBC, um, uh, XM Progressive. And I think that those stations offer a pretty good barometer of what the left is thinking. And they seem to be becoming completely unglued at this point over the Donald Trump presidency. Their, their just virulence and hatred and drooling uh, anger and rage at President Trump in, and this desire to just somehow make him go away. It's like, you know, before Trump and after Trump, the age, you know, that, 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 um, what it tells me is that President Trump is doing quite well, and he is. And the better he does, the more angry they're going to become to the point where they're just like, you know, it's like they're, they're, they're trapped in some kind of a bottle and they're going nuts. And, um, you know, his, they can't take him on, on a policy because his policies are winning. The, uh, the tax cuts have offered a real boost to the economy. You've got the $1,000, $2,000 bonuses, which Nancy Pelosi called crumbs. I love that one. That was the last time they tried to take on a policy. You've got the, um, the sunsetting of Obamacare, which is going to eventually lead to more competition in the market and a drop in the cost of premiums because the mandates are going to start to disappear. And uh, insurance companies will have to compete over, you know, over state lines and other factors. You've got American increase in prestige all over the world. The defeat of ISIS. South Korea has praised the United States for containing North Korea. Um, the uh, President Trump's trip to Davos, which drove them absolutely nuts. He was well received and his message was well received. I'm putting America first. You can put your countries first. Come to America and do business. We'll do business with you. But from a standpoint of strength and a standpoint of sovereignty, 
So they're going berserk over that. But the real thing that scares them more than anything is the fact that President Trump is making inroads in the minority community. That terrifies them. That's why they're ramping up this bogus, you know, that Trump has something against black people and that kind of stuff. You know, they throw out those names, white supremacy and whatnot, really ugly, real uh, personal stuff. A recent poll indicates that Trump's support among black men has doubled this year from 9% to 18%. Now, that's still pretty low, but it's, it's enough to, you know, give them the, give them, make their knees wobble. And I think that we're going to see this year more increase in President Trump's support, not only amongst minorities, but amongst millennials, who are going to realize that the left offers them nothing. For millennials, it offers them social acceptance and dates and being one of the beautiful people. For minorities, it offers them only two things, abortion and welfare. And welfare will not be as necessary as the job market increases. Today, unemployment among black communities is at a lo the lowest it's been in 14 years. And they're realizing that President Obama, while he had a wonderful image, and while he should be applauded for that, and while he wasn't horrible, nevertheless didn't do a lot for minorities. And so these factors are making them go further berserk, and they're just becoming utterly unhinged. And it's, it's almost funny to watch if it wasn't so dangerous. And when I say dangerous, I mean in the sense that these people are what President Trump has described as the, the dark state. You know, they are the not just liberals, not just Democrats, but establishment Republicans and internationalists and the big multinational types the top 1%, which are mostly liberals, and that they want to get Trump. They don't want this to happen. And that scares me. So we may laugh and chuckle at their bizarre meltdown and their antics, but we have to be very vigilant about protecting Trump and understanding not just President Trump, but the movement that he represents, which is a movement of freedom and it's a movement of conventional American values. We have to articulate that, and that's exactly what I intend to do in the coming weeks, months, and years on this program, both myself and with my various guests from both sides of the political spectrum. So I want to thank you for joining me. I'm looking forward to launching the program. Actually, tomorrow at noon, I'll be having interesting guests. You'll see a split screen. It'll be great. I'm, not, I'm no technical genius. It's, this is very low-tech, no fancy blue backgrounds and no you know, great lighting. I mean, it's just me. But um, I think I'm going to have a good time. So anyway, thanks for watching, everybody.